Today's story concerns adult subject matter for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or there are youngsters listening, please skip this one and come back for another story another time. You're listening to the voice of Dog. This is Rob McWolf, your fellow traveler, and today's story is 1725 by Packwolf Lupestrife first published in the Happy Holidays Anthology from Thurston Howell Publications. Please enjoy 1725 by Packwolf Lupestrike. Hook looked into the eyes of his consort and smiled. There had never been a place like this in his youth. His eyes flicked around the chapel, a room of faded wood paneling tucked discreetly behind one of London's myriad coffee shops. The revelry of a pre-Christmas party could be heard from beyond the door, but he was far more interested in the lithe fox lying on the double bed next to him. He had this room for an hour. He glanced down, the fox's arousal betrayed by the tightness of his breeches. Hook's paw wandered down to meet it, tugging gently on the lacings which kept it chased. He'd been waiting for this all week, waiting to be free. Hook looked into his lover's eyes once more before bringing his muzzle in for a kiss. He may be older in years, but he had lost none of his youthful spark. He adjusted his petticoat as he moved off the bed, assuring the door was locked one final time. Ecclestone would guard it, of that he was sure, but one could never be too careful in this day and age. Picking up the unjoint in the pot on the dresser, he looked back at his fox, and his heart swelled with desire. His grin widened, but his face showed a flicker of concern, a flicker that did not go unnoticed. I'm sorry there's nowhere else to meet, my dear, he said as he sat down heavily on the bed, but at least we're among friends here. The fox looked up and nodded meekly, a tear forming in the corner of his eye. And you know, he continued, I cannot bear the thought of them sending you to Tyburn. I may have lived long, but I've only just started living, while you have the rest of your life ahead of you. Hook kissed the fox on the muzzle, causing him to blush. We may still be three weeks from Christmas, but I know not when I'll see you again, he said as he fished in the pocket of his voluminous dress. Here, I'd like you to accept this gift. I'm still hopeful you can visit me at the end of the month, but the atmosphere of late has been somewhat febrile. The fox gasped as he caught a glint of gold in the candlelight. Edit, edit, edit. A locket? It's gorgeous, but it must be worth half my wage. You sure you can afford to give this to me? Hook grinned warmly and nodded. Ever since I first met you in the alehouse, I knew you were special. I wanted to buy you something for you to remember me by. Thank you. Thank you so much, the fox beamed, his joy tainted slightly by the uncertainty of that last sentence. Shall I put it on for you? The fox nodded, craning his head forward as Hook fiddled with the clasp. Once mastered, he looped the chain around before snapping it firmly into place. He moved back, admiring his handiwork. Beautiful, he said, just like you. 
The scuffles outside grew louder, jolting the couple from their concupiscence. Where is he, the sodomite dog? A voice barked from the saloon. I know he's in there, let me pass. Hook's eyes widened as he pulled down his skirt, the fox swift to clamber back into his pants. Quick, quick, Hook pointed to a window in the corner of the room. Make haste. The fox stared into the eyes of his lover, tears forming once again. And what of you, my lord? What will they do to you in this state? Do not worry for me, my dear. I cannot run in this attire, and I shall only hold you up. Trust me when I say all will be well. And trust me when I say you must run for your life. The fox stared deeper into Hook's eyes, the trance only broken by a pounding on the door. I know you're in there, you wretch. Come out, now. Hook kissed the tip of the fox's muzzle before ushering him away. Until next time, my dear. Smoothing out his dress, he strode to the door. He undid the latch's three magistrates, barged into the room, knocking him to the floor. They pounced, pulling his paws sharply behind his back. As they ushered him to his feet, he saw the white tip of a tail slide over the windowsill and fade into the darkness. He was free. The pillory stood guard outside the Mully House, a warning to those who dared venture beyond. As he trudged through the sludge, Hook was taken aback by the ferocity of the crowd hissing and booing. The bitterness in their eyes was as bitter as the day, while their insults broke the quiescence of this crisp December morn. Through the commotion he heard the releasing of his chains while his head was violently pushed into the stocks. His neck bounced off the wood as his hands were forcibly inserted, with the top house swiftly shuttered to prevent his escape. The crowd cheered and then booed as a sign was hung around his neck bearing the phrase, For the crime of assault with sodomitical intent. Seconds later, the first fistfuls of mud made contact with his fur, the rotten fruit and the fish not far behind. He looked at the baying mob through narrowing eyes before ducking down again to avoid their conveyances. His mind may have been playing tricks, but he swore he saw a faint glint of gold. Tentatively, he opened an eye to get a better look. To his left, almost drowned in a thick winter coat, he could see two familiar paws clasping a locket. He looked up, his eyes met a familiar azure. The fox winked. Hook smiled. It was the day before Christmas, and tomorrow he would be free. He would be with him to celebrate the joys of the season, away from this mob and away from their judgment, alone together at his place in the country. And that was the best Christmas present of all. This was 1725 by Packwolf Looperstripe, read by Rob McWolf, Werewolf Hitchhiker. You can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Happy holidays, and thank you for listening to The Voice of Dogs.